you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army. You'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Hey, if you don't know me, my name is Tim Madden. And I help those targeting six figures or multiple six figures land jobs they love quickly. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network, which is the fastest growing network of professionals on Facebook. Check us out. I believe we're at 7,200 members. If you're watching in the Executive Career Upgrades Network right now, say hi below. We also are streaming to LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, uh, let me know in the comments. Let me know if you're watching over on YouTube. And after it's all said and done, we upload it everywhere on the internet. So iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google, Amazon, you name it. Hey, do me a favor. If you get any value from this segment today, leave me a review over on iTunes. Give me a follow. I'd really appreciate it. Or share this with a friend who's maybe in a career search, maybe needs some extra motivation, some extra how-to, because we're going to be dropping some really good content for you today. Hey, before we get started special. Hey, we've had a lot of offers come in this year with our clients at ECU already, but a special shout out to my man, Mike, who just accepted an offer, 50K higher than he was making, a $25,000 sign-on bonus, and a bunch of relocation money to the beautiful state of Florida. So Mike, if you're tuning in, definitely when you get here, let's go have an alcoholic beverage. So hey, let's get started um, today. But before that, as always, if you know you're not where you want to be in your career right now. If you've been trying a career search on your own and you haven't had much luck, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, schedule a call with our team so we can figure out, hey, where is the gap on where you are now, where you're trying to go, and if we can help you, we'll tell you exactly how. Without further ado, episode 28, how exercise can help you reach the next level in your career. So important. Let's go ahead and bring in our special guest. He's coming in soon. Josh, introduce yourself to the to the uh, listeners. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on, Tim. Uh, my name is Josh Eisbrenner. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutritionist, certified stress management facilitator, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, health uh, nut, and uh, love to uh, to be on the podcast, Tim. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Hey, I really appreciate it. Well, I just know one of the things, you know, we're going to talk about lots of things today, but when you're already getting stress in some part of your life, right? And, you know, maybe, maybe you're going on interviews and you're getting that rejection. When you don't feel good and feel healthy, it even wears down on you more, right? Absolutely. So, hey, let's get started with the first question. What we wanted you know, to talk about first is how I brought it up was the link between your, the body and your brain. And you had talked about 
just overall stress management and mental health with fitness, with the career search, where would you like to, to start today, Josh? Um, let's, well, let's, let's, let's talk about stress and mental health just for a second. So I, I think, you know, intuitively, we all know that there's a, a connection between your physical health and your psychological health. So your emotional stability, uh, your ability to handle stress, deal with stress, manage stress, push through stress. Um, and, you know, when we sometimes when we talk about stress, you know, everybody uh, can intuitively say, yeah, I know what stress feels like. But then when we try to nail down a definition uh, of what stress is, we, we often run into some problems, you know, because uh, stress is both uh, emotional, where we, we have these underlying emotions like anxiety, fear, insecurity, doubt. Uh, but then we all recognize that we carry stress in our physical body. Um, and so when we talk about stress, we have to recognize that we are talking about managing negative emotions. And those negative emotions carry uh, an energy. So when, when we think about anxiety or when we think about fear or when we think about something like insecurity, um, you know, those emotions carry energy. You know, when, when you hear emotion, it's, it's helpful sometimes to think of energy in motion. And so when you're at that job interview, let me let me just use an example. When you're at that job interview, you know, you're trying to put on your best face for the person that's in front of you and underneath your skin, the internal you, you're managing all your fear, all your anxiety, all your doubt, right? All those emotions carry energy and that energy has to go somewhere. And so if you don't learn to have outlets in your life to, to kind of dissipate that energy, it gets stored in your physical body and it breaks down your health over time. And, you know, never mind uh, disease and, and things like that and compromised immune system all come out of that. But, you know, your, your ability to manage stress in the situation, in that interview, is greatly dependent upon the outlets for stress that you have in your life. And so uh, in terms of uh, uh, stress management, in terms of uh, depression, uh, anxiety, you know, even when we look at the, the psychological studies, you know, exercise alone with nothing else is equal to or greater than any antidepressant, any, any, any anti-anxiety, you know, medication, uh, or any stress management, uh, you know, pharmaceutical or anything that you would look to to help you manage stress. So it's uh, it's incredibly uh, it's incredibly effective outlet to get rid of that emotional energy. Yeah, back to I'm glad what you said, and I'll share something with just all the viewers today. Hey, if you think Tim Madden has never had stress, you are absolutely wrong. Everyone has, and if they tell you they haven't, they're crazy. You know. Yeah. And while there's many things that you can do. Here's the biggest thing that's ever helped me when I felt that way. Work out. Yeah. Work out and eat right and stop drinking alcohol or, or whatever. It's helped so much because, Josh, I have a question for you. Has exercise, besides feeling sore, ever made you feel upset? Did it ever make you feel worse? Did it ever ruin your day that you had to work out? Never. You know, I mean, sometimes it's a struggle to get to the gym, you know, that that's the self-discipline part of it, um, you know, there, or it's a it's a struggle to get there. But once you're there, you know, or, or once I meet with a client or and I and I get that person just to show up, they never regret working out. You know, um, you always feel better leaving than you do coming in. And uh, and, and you know, and it, it really does become like a mini therapy session. 
where where you get the opportunity to to release all those stored negative emotions you know you guys you know are in the corporate realm all the time and when you're in the corporate realm all the time you know you are you are forced to manage a whole bunch of emotions throughout the course of your day and if you don't have some outlet for those negative emotions then they just stay stored in your physical body you know what i mean and and you just cannot be the the uh, effectiveness of exercise for releasing that emotional energy yeah it's especially like leaders you you know peloton's in the news now that they've laid off a bunch of people you know and yeah. while that is tragic you know for everyone who's involved if if you're those leaders or you're those people getting you know and you're you don't have your health it's really hard it's you know almost in line with motivation to do things etc because you you know and i think the problem is everyone wants the outcome but they never want to do the stuff that that helps you move towards the outcome so whether right. you were working out to make you feel that how you are it's also putting in the work of your job search to find out what type of companies do i need to target and what about this like it's research and yeah. sometimes it's not very exciting and neither is getting up and going on a run sometimes it's probably maybe not the most exciting part of your day <laughs> but it's the only thing that's going to push the needle forward sometimes yeah and you brought up a good point that you know like with with stuff like um uh, exercise for instance you know it's not just about uh the immediate benefit or or even the long-term benefit but there's like there's psychological character traits that you develop through exercise that are transferable to business transferable to that interview you know things like self-confidence exercise is an incredible capacity to help people build self-confidence when when you start to look and when you start to like the person that you see in the mirror physically you get an instant self-confidence boost and that self-confidence is not just when you're looking in the mirror you carry that with you into the interview absolutely there's other traits like self-discipline you know if, if if you look at your own life tim and your experience in the military probably one of the biggest traits that you took away from that experience was self-discipline and self-discipline has probably become the cornerstone of your success in in what you do and uh, in, in helping other people it's if it is to be it's up to me right it's mm -hmm. not up to anybody else and so if you're watching this and you're in a career search and even if you have people helping you or, or whatever it's still primarily on you the same with fitness yeah you hire josh a coach josh has the plan he's got the fitness he's got this but without execution which is you know where most people struggle and i like you said Hey, everyone feels better when they start losing weight and they just do the yeah. same way if you put on so even some new clothes you know you <laughs> just feel like uh you know so but hey that self-confidence is the only outfit you can't buy you know right. it's not the clothes that makes you confident it's not this it's you know it's the work that you put in you know what i mean and 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 you start to build confidence in your ability to overcome challenges and you start to build not only confidence in your ability to overcome challenges, but to deal with stress. So exercise, you know, it, it works on a, a hormetic stress principle, meaning that the only way you get stronger in the gym is by uh, lifting weight that is heavy enough to induce a stress response in your body. And by you tolerating and pushing through that small amount of stress, you get stronger as a response, you know, your, your body responds by building more muscle in order to enable you to push through that stress next time.
And so any, any building in the capacity of your threshold to deal with stress that you cultivate in exercise in gym, in the gym, it transfers over to your ability to deal with stress in the corporate realm. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And back to that, I like to give the workout analogy sometimes is, you know, in corporate America going from a hundred K to two to three to it, it gets harder each time we can all agree, right? It's not easier to find extremely high paying jobs as opposed to, you know, people just breaking the six figure mark. But comparatively, I, I attest this to running. Say you run an eight minute mile. If you run a, if you want to run a seven minute mile, there's likely only one way to get there. You're gonna have to push yourself harder than what you did to the eight. Yeah. So while you may have to run more, sprint more, lift weights, eat a little cleaner, there's only one way to get to seven minutes and you're probably gonna feel a little uncomfortable. Very yeah. much like corporate America. When you take a job where you're gonna be managing a lot more people and all of these things, it's probably gonna be a little uncomfortable. Welcome to change. Welcome yeah. to improving your situation. Now, here's another thing. If you want to go way up on the corporate ladder, you may have to get to a six-minute mile or a five-minute mile, which only gets tougher and tougher and tougher the way you go. So, Joss, let's let's get to our next question. I think we kind of talked about a little bit. We wanted to talk about exercise and leadership. Sure. And I know you brought up self-discipline. The words you used was like transformational traits. It, care to expand on that anymore? Yeah. Yes. You know, when we when we think about something like self-discipline, for instance, you know, self-discipline is uh, is a trait that can be cultivated in any realm of life. But once you have it, it transfers into any other area. And so the, the discipline that you develop through a regular exercise routine, just showing up at the gym three times a week and exercising that 40 minutes, dragging yourself there when you don't feel like doing it. You know, all that self-discipline, self-discipline is like a muscle where it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And then when self-discipline is needed to push yourself in the corporate realm, you have built up that self-discipline muscle. And so a whole bunch of traits are, are transferable like that, where, where you can develop them in one realm of life, but they start to benefit you in all these other realms of life. And so self-confidence is like that. Self-esteem is like that. Self-worth, self-discipline, self-control, determination, uh, intrinsic motivation or grit, right? The ability to push through challenge. All those things are transferable traits so that you can develop. I'm glad you, area. Thanks for sharing this. I have a question for you though. Sure. How can people have some of these things? Self-confidence, right? They have self-confidence in their family life, but sometimes they don't have it in other aspects. Why do you think that is where some people have some of these transformational traits? And we can both agree they yep. are transferable across your whole life. Yeah. But for some reason, some of these only show up in, you know, certain parts. And as opposed to this, is this just because what people value or do you think it's something else? I think that values is a, is a very good point. I think a lot of it is mindset. Uh, first of all, that, that, that they don't, um, they don't see them. They don't, they recognize that in the context, let's take the family example. So they recognize in the context of their family, they are uh, uh, somebody of value. They are somebody of purpose. Um, and, and, and they have grown comfortable in that realm, you know, with their value in that realm. And for some reason in their mind, they have compartmentalized their self-worth. And they don't recognize that your self-worth is not contingent upon what social situation you're in. 
I'm worth as much in the gym as I am in my family, as I am in a corporate interview. You know, the, the situation doesn't determine my value, you know, or doesn't determine my worth. And so I think it's, it's, it's kind of breaking out of that mindset where we try to compartmentalize our self-worth and our, and our self-value. I think that's uh, probably the biggest factor. Yeah, if people can learn how to show up in all areas of their life and just not one, et cetera, they'll truly have a big life transformation. Because some people, right, if they have to pick up their kid, they will absolutely not be late, period, end right. of story. They will always be there 15 minutes early. Yeah. But sometimes anything besides that, you know, it's it's just kind of different, you know. And let me just share an example from my own life to maybe give some people an example of how to break out of that kind of compartmentalization so I spent a, a good portion of my life as a, as a junkie, actually, a drug addict. Yeah, so about, uh, about 15 years of my life, I, I was a drug addict. And, and so uh, a whole bunch of, of my life in, in previous years were, were shaped by trying to overcome this huge, huge problem. You know, this, this, it's so much bigger than just a, a behavioral problem. It's a mindset problem. It's a spiritual problem. It's an emotional problem. There's so many elements to addiction. Chemicals. Yeah. Right. And so uh, as I as I started to, to get sober and, and try to get back into a meaningful life in society with my family and friends and stuff like that, you know, I would run into challenges that were so outside of my comfort zone and outside of my experience, my life experience. And I learned over time to compare it to my struggle with addiction. And so this was a way I was using my challenge, this crazy challenge I had to overcome in this one realm. And I would use that to bring challenges in other realms down to size. I would say, is this really harder than overcoming a 13-year heroin addiction? You know what I mean? Is it really that challenging compared to something you have already overcome? And then all of a sudden, it was like I recognized that all the grit and determination and strength that I had to find in myself to overcome this challenge of, of addiction which the same grit and strength I needed to overcome any other challenge in life. And so that was, you know, that was how I broke out of that, that limitations. I started to compare my problems and, and not compartmentalize. Hard to compare your current situation with anything harder than having no money, nowhere to live, et cetera. You know, that's why I love a grant, a quote from my man, Grant Cardone says, Hey, you, you can take everything I own, but you know what you can't take? my pride, my confidence, my hustle, you, you just, you're never going to be able to take that. So if you've been there and you've already overcame that, it's really good for perspective. Well, what I do in my office here, right, is I have all these awards up from when I was in the military, when I had to deploy overseas. And hey, if you're watching, if you're tuning in right now, everyone always goes through something and they think the next problem is like just unsolvable or so difficult. And then when I have those moments, I look around my office and I'm like, <laughs> Right. I already overcame so much in my life. I would be shocked if something would be harder than that. And you've I gotta, just you got to remind yourself of your previous victories, you know, and a victory is a victory. A victory in your family still gives you confidence, strength and grit, determination to overcome a victory in business life. You know, a victory is a victory. And, and the more we remind ourselves of, of those things, the more confidence we build in our ability to, to conquer problems and challenges in other areas. Absolutely. And Deborah's tuning in from LinkedIn. She said, Hey, I read something this morning, Josh, when something happens, feel the feeling, but don't own the emotion. 
Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's a, a, a great, you know, our, our soul, our, our emotions are, they're not very good indicators of truth and they're not very indicators, good indicators of reality. You know, we, we, our emotional responses are, are based out of our belief system. And so if your belief system's out of whack, your emotions are going to be out of whack. And so, yeah, you recognize the feeling, but you don't have to give it any sort of power or, uh, you know, or the, uh, the sway in your decision-making. Yeah. We'll go on to our next one. And I want to kind of start with this. We want to talk about how to give someone some practical tips for fit, fitting exercise into their daily routine. And I sure. know that, you know, recently me and Christina did the 75 hard. We made it to 60 days. We're going to start again <laughs> soon because we had co the whole COVID thing going around. But I remember like, what does everyone say? I'm so busy, right? But somehow, even Tim Madden, who does what he does and everything I do, still found a way to somehow fit it in twice a day for 45 minutes. And I know that like that was really challenging. But one of the ways I did it, I just we didn't give ourselves an option, period. Yeah. It was, hey, this has to be done. Like there's no negotiating with yourself or something. But how do you have some practical tips of, hey, I haven't worked out in a long time. You know, I don't even know where to start, Josh. You're just telling me that it'll make me feel better. And you're right. I do have a lot of stress. I'm in a, a career search right now where I'm dealing with the boss that weighs on me heavy every day. Like, how can I get started because I'm a busy corporate professional? Right. Well, first of all, you know, you're, you're not going to find time. You have to make time. That's true of anything in life, right? You're not going to find more time. You only got X amount of time in the day. And if, if you don't decide where that time is spent, you know, uh, life will decide for you where that time is spent. Mm. And so, you know, if you think about your time is the only thing in life that you don't get any more of. You'll get more money. You'll get more relationships. You'll get more uh, cars. You'll get more possessions. You'll get more homes. You can get more careers, different jobs, but you cannot get more time. And so you have to you have to really look at where your time is being spent. It is the most priceless currency that you have. That and you want to get a return for your time, right? If, if I was spending my, if I was, if I was investing money, I would expect a return on my investment. And somehow when it comes to spending our time, we don't, we don't recognize that time is way more valuable than money mm -hmm. because you can never get more of it. And so you have to start looking at number one, where am I spending my time? And where am I investing my time is a better question. Mm, good question. Because you want a return on your investment. And so you will find if you ask yourself that question and you look at your daily schedule, you will find a whole bunch of things that are eating up your time that are bringing you no return. But I got I need three hours of Netflix, though, Josh. <laughs> right, right. It's, so that's, that's it's, my point. It's the right? new series. And so that's number one is ask yourself, you know, recognize that time is time. I never get more of it. It's the only thing that I never get more of. And I want to be investing it where it brings me a return. And where am I currently investing my time? That's that's question number one. Number two is the, the way to generate uh, it, what we call intrinsic motivation. So internal motivation for anything is that we want to have a lot of reasons why this is important. And so you I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people think motivation means like to feel good while you're doing something. And no. actually, that's not what the definition is. It's actually no. to have a motive. So probably be seeking some type of outcome. 
Right, right. And, and there's, there's outcomes, types of motivation, but, but intrinsic motivation is more tied to your purpose in life or what you value most in life. And so let's, 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 let me give you a concrete example. So, you know, you probably have a, a pretty decent car parked out in the parking lot there and you invested a lot of money in that car. That car is valuable to you and you will, because that car is valuable to you, you will take it for its oil changes. You will keep it clean. You will take it in for its regular maintenance, you know, high, uh, all the, all the different fluids and all the things that it needs, the tire change, tire pressure, you probably will, will take care of that car, you know, better a lot of times for a lot of people than they actually take care of their own body. And it's crazy to think that you would put more value on a vehicle than on your own body. You can get another car. You can, you can get another Range Rover. You can get another Jeep. You, you cannot get another body. You only get one your whole life. And so it's it's crazy to think that you would do all these things for your physical vehicle, but you'd be unwilling to do it for the only vehicle that really matters, that you don't get another one. And so you got to start seeing the value of your own body. Whether you like where it's at and your weight or not, it doesn't matter, right? It's it's that you you got to recognize that you, you only get one of these. And the, the, the difficulty with, with health changes a lot of times is that people don't recognize that the decisions that you make with what you eat today, well, you know, whether you exercise or not today, the things that you do today, those will determine what the quality of life is like and your health is like 10, 15, 20 years from now. And so why are you, why are you grinding at this career, right? Are you grinding at this career to, to what? Is that your life? or is that, it- that was my question of a lot of people are saying, well, well, Josh, it's because of my retirement, right? I have to make money because right. I have to save money and I have to, you know, make sure my kids are taken care of. But maybe what they're failing to think is, hey, how long are you going to be around? Right. And, and, and we, we know, we know because of the research, you know, that, you know, up, upwards of 75 to 85% of all the most deadly diseases, whether it's heart disease, cancer, diet, all those things are lifestyle diseases, meaning that they are a direct impact of the decisions, the health decisions you have made over the course of your life. And so whether you have heart disease at 50, 60, it was determined by the health choices you made in your 30s and 40s. And we live in such a quick fix world, right? Sometimes we don't make the connection because we have a hard time understanding this long forecast of our decisions, that the decisions we make today regarding our health is what's going to determine your quality of life 15, 20 years from now. So you can spend the actual money and actually <laughs> relax when you retire. Andrew on LinkedIn. Hey, Andrew. He just said, I say the same thing to my wife about healthier food options. Think of the things you put into your body like engine oil. She's, and then he said, you wouldn't be putting crappy oil in your car, would you? Absolutely not. Synthetic right. oil for most cars today, right? Um, <laughs> That's exactly it, you know. And and hey. I was sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. What were you I was say? just going to say uh, one of my one of my clients is a is a financial advisor, and oh, yeah. uh, and the reason that she uh, the reason that she she hired me when I when I asked her why, you know, why was she why was she willing to invest in a personal trainer? Because I want to know people's why, because their why will determine whether they stick it out or not. 
Mm-hmm. And, and she said to me, she said, you know, I've been a financial advisor for, for 18, 20 years. And she said, I deal with people moving into retirement. And she said that 65 to 75% of everything that they have put away ends up being spent on healthcare stuff. And a lot of it is for problems that could have been prevented if they had taken small actions earlier in their life. You know, we're talking about all these health lifestyle diseases that are completely and totally preventable with basic nutrition, basic supplementation, and basic, you know, a basic exercise fitness program. Yeah. You know, it is crazy the long-term impact this stuff has. That's just a question I have for all the listeners. And then I have another question for you. Hey, why would you, if you're listening to this podcast, you want to hear about career stuff, right? Why would you work so hard right now to go get that job you want? Go get that promotion you deserve. Go do all of these things to simply have a life later where you can't even enjoy it. That just don't make sense. Josh, I know that there's probably people listening on this podcast that are 45 to 65 right now. What about those people specifically who have never worked out before? And they're probably thinking like, hey, is this like too late, Josh? I'm like 50 years old. I've like never worked out. I know it's good for me. Like, it, you know, it's, it's never too late. And, and obviously, as, as you do get older, um, the, the, the amount of repair and preventative measures that you can do declines with the amount of time that you have. But it's, it's never too late. And you'd be so surprised. You know, a lot of my clients here, uh, a couple of my clients here in Florida are uh, one of them is a, a doctor. And she's in about she's about 65 and she's about to move into retirement. She started her own practice here in Florida. And, you know, and, and when I started with her, she had a whole bunch of problems that she had kind of just said, I'm stuck with these, you know, sciatica pain, hip pain, wrist pain, you know, all this stuff that she thought was just the wear and tear of her business. And, and she was kind of, this was her lot in life. And I always say to people when they start, if you stay consistent, watch what happens. And within three months, of just basic exercise. We're not talking about anything crazy or, 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 you know, super strenuous with basic, basic exercise three times a week, all our sciatica pain disappeared. We, we balanced the muscles on her wrist, on the back of her hand. So her carpal tunnel tunnel was carpal tunnel tunnel pain was greatly reduced, you know, with, within three to six months, almost every problem that she said was a limitation in her life was gone. And she's 65. Yeah. You know, so the amount of impact you can do is is incredible. And obviously, the earlier the start, you, the, the better, you know. I remember when I just, uh, you know, I broke my foot uh, a couple of years ago while I was in, you know, doing stuff for, for the military. Well, it was a long time ago. But um, I remember when I started getting back into shape, one of my instructors for a school I was in, he made me carry two 10-pound dumbbells, right? And I was dying, Josh. I was so dying, you know? Cause I gained a little weight cause I couldn't do anything for a long time. I was trying to eat healthy, but there's only, you know, uh, sitting around in the leg thing. And I carried those two and I was dying. And then the next time we went on a run, he's like, it's a lot easier to run without those, huh? It's like, yeah. So what I'm basically getting at is it's a lot easier to run faster if you just weigh less, you know, like yes. a lot of people, they have joint pain and they have everything and they think it's the joint. And it's like, Hey, if you just had a healthier lifestyle, there wouldn't be yeah. so much pressure on this. You might not have that back or hip pain people, or this people, type of pain if you strengthen it. People underestimate the impact that a diet change can make. You know, we have this we have this mentality that that you know food is just fuel. Food, food is medicine. 
You know, you can actually alter your brain chemistry, your hormone balance, you know, your inflammation levels, all with your diet, you know, and, 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 and your inflammation levels can be brought so low where, you know, this joint pain that you thought you were stuck with that they were telling you is arthritis, poof, gone. You know, it's, it's people underestimate the, 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 the impact uh, health interventions can make. The, the major problem is, is that we've, we've grown up in a, a culture where everything's quick fix, right? You go to a doctor when you have the problem already, and yep. they give you something that removes the pain, the symptom of the problem, but never gets to the cause of the problem. Mm-hmm. When you do real health interventions, you're not, you're not worried about the immediate symptoms. You're trying to fix the cause of the problem. And so the, the, the benefits may not happen as immediately, but the results are long-term results. And so we've got to change your perspective uh, about food and as energy and, and kind of look at food as medicine. Absolutely. Last thing we had to, that we want to talk about today is I titled it, or we had talked about healthy body, healthy mind, probably have a healthier career search. And the one quote you said, Josh, I didn't capture it all. So help me out. It says your career is a vehicle to develop the life you want. So one more time, your career is a vehicle to develop the life you want. And then I didn't get all of it, but it says the decisions you make with your health today. I forgot the rest, Josh. <laughs> right. So, you, you know, we you can get so lost in, in the grind of the career, right? The pursuit that you forget that, you know, that the pursuit is to, to bring you somewhere. Your career, the career that you're pursuing that you're pouring all this effort and energy into is to build something beyond it, right? Your retirement, the life that you want, the home that you want, the quality of life you want to provide for your family. And so you're, you're, you, you've got to recognize that, you know, just like your career is a vehicle that is going to bring you to that, that quality of life, your body is also a vehicle that has to be maintained, nurtured, cared for, just like your career has been you have to change your mindset about it, you know? And so um, uh, it's, it's, it's so hard to get people to recognize with health that, you know, that the decisions that you make today is what determines your life, you know, down the road. Absolutely. Josh, any closing comments, and then we'll go into where people can get a hold of you or follow you. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just say that, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of in, in America, Western culture, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're sold an idea uh, about uh, the importance of our careers and, and our, our financial status and all those things. And sometimes we forget, you know, and I'll just reemphasize this again, uh, that your career is a tool. It's an instrument to build something. And, you know, and I know you guys address mindset a lot in, in your business coaching and, and things like that, you know, and you probably talk about vision boards and, and things like that. And, and, you know, you want to make sure that you have a life vision and that that life vision not only lines up with your career goals, but with your health choices, with your health habits, with your health lifestyle. And so I guess that's what I would say is, you know, you, you, you've got to start to, to, to make the why behind exercise as important as the why behind your career, because they're both pillars that are going to support this life vision that you're trying to work so hard to create. You've got to see health, your health as, as one of those pillars, 
you've got to see it as just as important as the pillar of your career, you know, to, to build that life. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on today. Hey, where can people follow you? How can people get a hold of you? I'll be sure to include it when we mail it out. So I'm going to be typing along. How can uh, people get a hold of you? The easiest way right now is just, just through email. I'm in the process of kind of rebuilding some mm -hmm. of my, my social network stuff. So enpcoaching at gmail.com. ENP Echo November Papa? Yeah, the military guy. Yep. Coaching at gmail? <laughs> enpcoaching at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah, what I, I, I've been, I, I mostly work by uh, referral or, but if, if people send me uh, an email, uh, what I, what I do is I, I take an approach, a holistic approach to health. I look at body, soul, and spirit. And, uh, and I do an assessment. I see where people are at and I meet people right where they're at. And I just help them start to incorporate some very, very basic interventions about how to kind of start to create a, a healthy lifestyle, body, soul, and spirit. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on today. Hey, as always, if you know you need help in your career, right, whether you're just starting, you've been unemployed for a while, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. I'm also going to post um, prior episodes. Definitely go check those out, whether it's salary negotiation, interviewing, getting in the right mindset. We have some information, some free information to help you accelerate your career. Until next week, have a great day. Thanks so much, Tim.